Welcome to Neil DaCosta's Tax and Advanced Tax Podcast. In these series, I'm going to cover areas that feature regularly in the tax exams. And by ensuring you understand them, you can then be confident of earning these marks in the exam. I'm going to pick topics that feature regularly in both the tax and advanced tax exams. In today's episode, we're going to cover roll over relief. So I hope all of you are ready to rock and roll. When a business sells a building, what the business can do is the business can postpone the gain by claiming roll over relief. Roll over relief uh, can be claimed for both unincorporated businesses or for companies. With unincorporated businesses, the popular assets are land and buildings and goodwill. With regard to companies, the asset uh, you're going to be dealing with is land and buildings. The idea here is that if we did not have roll of relief, the business would have to pay tax on the capital gain. And this payment of tax would reduce the business's working capital and it would restrict its ability to trade in the future. Let's talk about the conditions that need to be satisfied in order for rollover relief to be claimed. Well, the replacement asset, which is usually a freehold building, must be bought within a period of one year before up to three years after the original disposal. So as long as you reinvest the sale proceeds one year before up to three years after the original disposal, you can postpone your gain. The other point to be very careful with in the exam is to ensure that both the original and the replacement assets are used in the business's trade. A very common uh, exam trap is whereby the examiner gives you the purchase of a rental building. And the important thing to remember is you cannot postpone a business gain if you reinvest the sale proceeds in a rental building. The final point to be careful about in the exam is that you must reinvest all the sale proceeds. Otherwise, part of the gain will crystallize or become taxable immediately. Let's now discuss a very simple scenario. Let's say uh, A Limited sells an office building for 800,000, resulting in a capital gain of 350,000. And what A Limited decides to do, you know, within this qualifying period of one year before up to three years after, is it reinvests 700,000 in a replacement office building. So um, we sold the original building for 800,000, but we only reinvested 700,000 in the replacement building. What would happen here is because the company has kept back 100,000, 100,000 of the gain will crystallize or become taxable immediately. So if we assume that the original gain was 350,000, what this means is that 100,000 becomes taxable immediately. 
but the balance of the game, which is 250,000, can be postponed. And the way we postpone this game is we take this gain and we deduct it from the cost of the replacement building. So the replacement building, we said costs 700,000 pounds. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the 250,000 gain and we're going to deduct it from the 700. This reduces the cost of the replacement building to 450,000. And this lower cost is referred to as base cost. Let's say sometime in the future, the replacement building is sold for 1 million pounds. When the replacement building is sold for 1 million, to find the gain, we're going to use the base cost. So instead of using the original cost of the replacement, which is 700,000, what we do is we use the lower base cost of 450,000. And what this does is this produces a final gain of 550,000 pounds. The other um, issue you have to remember when you're dealing with gains for companies is companies do get compensation for inflation called indexation allowance. But if we think that all these disposals took place after December 2017, then no indexation allowance is available. The other relief, which is very similar to rollover relief, is called holder relief. And with regard to holder relief, the sale proceeds are reinvested in a depreciating asset that has a life of less than 60 years. And the two examples of depreciating assets for this purpose are leasehold buildings or fixed plant machinery. So if the replacement asset is a depreciating asset, what happens then is you postpone your gain under holdover relief. Now, the important distinction to remember is with holder relief, we do not deduct the gain from the cost of the depreciating asset. What happens instead is the gain is held over separately until the earliest of three events, sale of replacement, replacement obsolete, and 10 years after the replacement asset is bought. So with regard to holder relief, just think that the gain is suspended separately until the earliest of these three events, sale of replacement, replacement obsolete, and 10 years after the replacement asset is bought. What this means is even if the business is still using the depreciating asset, the held of a gain crystallizes after 10 years. The other relief, which is very similar to rollover relief, is called holdover relief. And with regard to holdover relief, the sale proceeds are reinvested in a depreciating asset that has a life of less than 60 years. And the two examples of depreciating assets for this purpose are leasehold buildings or fixed plant machinery. So if the replacement asset is a depreciating asset, what happens then is you postpone your gain under holdover relief. 
Now, the important distinction to remember is with holder relief, we do not deduct the gain from the cost of the depreciating asset. What happens instead is the gain is held over separately until the earliest of three events, sale of replacement, replacement obsolete, and 10 years after the replacement asset is bought. So with regard to holder relief, just think that the gain is suspended separately until the earliest of these three events, sale of replacement, replacement obsolete, and 10 years after the replacement asset is bought. What this means is even if the business is still using the depreciating asset, the held over gain crystallizes after 10 years. An associated area to role of relief is capital gains tax groups. For capital gains tax groups, the direct shareholding must be at least 75%, while the indirect or effective shareholding only has to be 51%. In addition, all the companies in the CGT group must be UK resident. Companies in the same CGT group are treated as a single entity. And what this means is if one group company sells a building and another group company buys a building, we can roll over the gains between different group members. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on roller relief. And if you'd like the associated notes that go with the podcast, just send me a message on LinkedIn or um, you know, drop me an email at uh, neildacosta.co.uk at gmail.com. In addition, I recommend you get my amazing Advanced Tax Condensed, which is uh, the book of memory joggers that uses accelerated learning techniques uh, color, um, pictures um, that make it very, very easy for you to form a logical framework and, and memorize the vast syllabus required for advanced tax. With regard to the first taxation paper, um, I'm also in the process of publishing um, an, a condensed notes for, um, for taxation as well. So, um, you know, you can get... Um, uh, news and all these exciting developments by visiting my website, www.neildacosta.co.uk. Um, I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you for our next episode um, in my tax and advanced tax podcast. Thank you.